Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, number 147, is brought to you by Blue Haven, New York City's sports bar for grown-ups. Located at 108 West Houston Street on the corner of Thompson in New York City's Greenwich Village. Now, why do we call it the sports bar for grown-ups? It's pretty simple. They have great beer, they have great food, and they have a fun, relaxed atmosphere to watch sports in. Whatever sport you want to watch. For example... Sundays and Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays. They have brunch from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. where you get a complimentary breakfast cocktail and then stay for the day. Have a great brunch and stay for the day. Watch all the college football on Saturday. They have all the games. And on Sunday, watch all the NFL. They have every game. Giants and Chiefs this week, Jets and Titans this week, all the games. Whatever your game is, whatever your team is. A great, relaxed atmosphere to watch the games in. And 19 beers on tap, including my favorite right now, Six Point. Delicious. And Duvel and Goose Island, they have a Sam Seasonal Oktoberfest on tap and 35 different types of bottles of beer as well. So the food is great, the beer is great, the atmosphere is great. Go to Blue Haven if you're going to watch sporting events. If you can hang out all day on a Saturday and a Sunday, and both, I mean... First of all, good for you. Second of all, you should do it at Blue Haven. There's great people there, and it's a lot of fun. Also, English Premier League soccer. If you want to watch that, you can do that there as well. And the road to the World Cup, all the qualifying matches. They love the soccer at Blue Haven. On a Tuesday night, you're a Red Sox fan. You want to watch that game. They're going into the playoffs. You can watch baseball there as well. If you're looking to watch sports and you're in the West Village, there is no better place to do so than at Blue Haven. So go to www.bluehavennyc.com for details. And now, ready to unload with Count and Sam Pete, number 147, talking New York sports. Nice. Thanks. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Grandma's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Episode number 147, coming to you live from Bayside, New York, 
Comac, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's Wednesday night. It's 10 p.m. It's September the 25th. It's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Hi. Wow. So after the five minutes of intro that we now do, welcome to Season 5 of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. I'm one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro, for the podcast. And let's get right to this. We have been away too long. We have been away, barring one little hiatus watch show. We have been away for like two months. The sport ball has gone crazy. The world is upside down. The Yankees are about to not make the playoffs. That's how crazy things are. For just the second time in 214 years, the Yankees, not in the playoffs. It's been crazy, Pants. I I have another kid. Things have gone completely nuts here. So let's get right to it. Let's bring in uh, the co-host of the podcast. He is the yin to my yang, the cow to my neva, the ooh to my ah, the... Oh, hello. New music for season five. Wow. Mr. Brian Calneva Capina Caliente, direct from Comac and wearing a mask, inexplicably. Hi, Bri. Who's behind the mask? I'll never tell. <laughs> How are you? Look at I'm you. I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I wore this sequin jacket just for this music. It's great. <laughs> you have the perfect outfit on for that music. It, it, it fit perfectly. It really did. Hey, I, long time no see. How are you, man? Wow. It's been a long time. I know. We're back for season five. We got renewed. Season, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tough summer. We weren't sure. Well, the thing is, we renewed ourselves. So, and, there was, and there was still some doubt. That's right. We still had to, we still had to pitch ourselves. Yeah. And, and I remember coming to you and PJ and being like, look, I, I really think this, this show needs another shot. And you were like, I'm not so sure. And then 10 minutes later, you went to me. You know what? We should do this again. Well, I, I thought about I, it. And I said, look, the ratings are not there. PJ, PJ abstained from all. He did. As he usually does. He he's, eating, he's eating a sandwich. He's like, I can't be bothered with this. Bishop right Abstain. That's his name. <laughs> Bishop Abstain. Lord of the manor, king of the castle. Let's bring him in, too. Do we have music for him? I season? hope so. He's been replaced by a hot, hot maid. That's right. For season five. He's, uh, been, he's been written off the show. He is now going to be played by a 26-year-old... Uh, what was her name on uh, Just One of the Guys? Not Just One of the Guys. What's the show I'm thinking of with the blonde? Uh, we, got, we Got It Made. We Got It Made. Thank you. Terry, right. what was her name? I Come don't on. remember. Terry something. There was an she's ur- blonde. There was an urban... <laughs> good call. There was an urban legend for the longest time that she was dead. She died, you know. But I don't even know her name. We Got It Made. Terry something. But made M-A-D. D-E. M-A-I-D. Oh, oh, that's... She was the maid. Oh, no, it, it was M-A-D-E, but it was a play on... The play on words. That show was on for five years. Well, look. Copley. Terry Copley. Terry Copley. Is now... The 56-year-old Terry Copley is now replacing PJ. She's our producer. That was the best we could get. That was the focus groups came back with, you need a, a, a hot blonde producer. That's right. If you want better she, ratings. Oh, she's the producer, Terry Cole. She's the producer, but she pops on from time to time. So she's she's not the maid? No, we don't have a maid. PJ's the maid. Why, why can't we have a maid? 
Well, we lost our intern. This place is a mess. Yeah. Can we just well, have a mate? Hey, let's. We we were supposed to bring him in for uh, season five, episode number one hundred and forty-seven. Bishop. He wrote the rules on how he's to be addressed. Is it the bishop now when I'm introducing you? No, we're we're introducing him as bishop. That's right. And then when he enters the room, you and you address him as the so the bishop. Welcome, <laughs> the bishop. How is your summer? If I read the rules correctly, I think that's how it goes. I think you did. Hi, Peach. Hey! Hi! Hi, the bishop. How was your Bye. summer, the bishop? Bishop did had you, a good summer. Did you get laid? Was this the summer that you got laid, or what? This is, this no is the summer, guys. We're going to make it. We're going all the Still way. for that. For that special certain someone I wanted this summer for all of us to be that that coming of age like after school special like hanging out by a lake right that's exactly right hey guys this is this is the summer I'm gonna make it with a girl this time not by myself did you uh <laughs> did you did you it's good to have you back peach you look good man oh nice there's a giant there's a giant cat on your shirt it's a tigger Yes, yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of his work. I have, I have an almost three-year-old. I have all of his albums. I'm broadcasting from a chilly corner, so I needed to go with a sweatshirt thing. Yeah, I was just going to ask you why you're wearing a sweatshirt in your own house. <laughs> My <laughs> wife doesn't let me put the heat on. Yeah, wow. But you are not Lord of the Manor, I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> no. I guess you're only the bishop on the show here. That's right. Um, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Both of you guys, are you guys ready to talk some New York sports and stuff? Nice. Do you ever, uh, ever uh, enhance your resume or your or your your LinkedIn or uh, you know when 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 you get those uh, end of year evaluations where you're like you're supposed to write what you do. You know, tell us what your job is, and then you go in and, and you try to justify why you need a raise or something like that. Ever yeah. uh, hangs his ever, head. Yes. Ever <laughs> ever add a little? A little? A lot. Yeah. This is this is where this is where the phrase custodial arts comes from. Right. <laughs> well, I got caught on that this week. Uh oh. You got busted. I got busted. Uh oh. I got called in to work on a show. I won't name it. I won't name it. All right. We called in to work on a show. And <laughs> <laughs> it was the Reboot. reunion show. It was the panel show. <laughs> it was with, uh, with Anderson Cooper of uh, We Got It Me. <laughs> We're here with Terry Copley. Terry, those days, a panel show. It was on for five years. Well, you could do that, Ted, couldn't you? So what did you? So you were working on a show. What happened? How did you? What did you do? I, I walk in and uh, and I, I'm led to a different production suite to review. I work post production on TV stuff. Al- sure. Alternative sports, as it is. Right. And uh, and they sit me down and uh they say you do graphics, right? 
<laughs> and as and you're immediately going through your resume in your head, you're like, wait, 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 did I put graphics oh, down? Oh, God, I, I, did I, I put I can, that down? I can drive shit. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking of, I, I recently had to uh, update my acting resume and, uh, and, and literally hadn't looked at it in like five years, five or six years. And the stuff that I have on there, this is the same thing, Peach, like under special skills. Yeah. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that was stuff you put on your resume for special skills. Because right. you know you, they may need somebody who has a full police uniform. <laughs> I mean, so you so you put that, you put that under that was a special skill access to a complete police uniform. But you that can go get it if they ask you to show up with it, right? That might give me the job and okay. driving. I couldn't go get a background in graphics when <laughs> when they asked me for it. Driving standard was always one of my uh, my big ones, right at the top. You know, dialects, bowling, Division One baseball player. Mm-hmm. Driving standard, just in case. I can uh, tell already from Brian's face that he's looking down on both of us, and yeah. he has never lied on his resume. Far down. Are you kidding? He's a cosmonaut. Oh. Right. <laughs> he spent, he spent, he spent seven years in the America, Russian, Brian. He spent right. seven years in the Russian space program. Right. I don't know how I'm, he an, I'm an Emmy Award winner also. <laughs> Two-time. Two-time Emmy Award winner. That's right. So I'll how did you? What I did. What'd you do? I talked to everyone about all the small talk in the world until the room got thin with people. And finally it was like, all right, well, I'll leave you here, PJ, with it, and uh, call me if there are any problems. And when the room was empty, somebody taught himself graphics. <laughs> wow. wow. That's fantastic. And... uh I'll tell you the show at a later date. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it first. Make sure it's uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, we've all lied on our resumes, and I think that's the theme of tonight's show. Lies. <laughs> Lies. But we don't deserve to be here. I think that's the theme of of season five premiere. The the lies. On, in fact, that could be the wacky um, something that happens during the season premiere of uh, season five. Somebody Some, lies on their resume. Somebody's lied on their resume. Gets called on it. Right. And then has to uh, prove it. Within New York sports. Right. <laughs> so I really don't know what number Mike Bossy wore. You know, 22. I can't. I oh, can't wait, I was supposed to do this. Ah, stupid. What'd you do? What'd you forget? Oh. Time for it. Do you want to leave and then come back? <laughs> Tommy, someone do their best horse shack. Hurry up. Welcome back. You can't do a horse? Peach, <laughs> Peach, did you also have on your resume good timing? <laughs> come on. Turn around. I love this song. John Sebastian. John Sebastian, yep. Love and Spoonfuls. Mm-hmm. Um, it, guys, seriously, it's good to be back. A couple things before we get into the big unload. We have a lot of exciting things we're planning for the show. A, it's not going to be seven and a half hours long. Seven and a half hours long. It's not going to be a telethon anymore. No, we're almost done. Actually. We're almost done. That's it. Good night, everybody. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. It's like it's like an espresso. We're going from like a double cappuccino in a, in a, one of those huge, 
you know, cappuccino mugs, like in So I Married an Axe Murderer. We're going to like a little, nice little espresso nice. You're just a little taste. Um, we're also going to incorporate the fun load in every show. And we want to get fun load suggestions from you guys. We set up a website or uh, an email address, rtufunload at gmail.com. And uh, so you can write in to that email address. Cal and I have no access to it. It's only PJ. PJ, Bishop controls the strings there. Controls the strings? Holds the strings. Controls the purse. Let's just say it's it's his gig. <laughs> um, but we want to get – Cal, the idea here is what? We want to get fun load ideas from people. Right. Stuff that people want to hear. Right. It can't, it can't always be what we want to talk about because you might not want to hear that. Exactly. If you want to hear something, send an email. Right. You send an email to PJ uh, to that email address saying uh, ideas for the fun load. Um, and you know, past fun loads have included – uh, wiffle ball as a child, you know your best backyard games. We had what else have we done, Cal? What else? You're gonna rank cheeses. We you had wanted, I, we <laughs> did that. I, we ranked cheeses. We had right. Desert Island breads. Uh, right. we, there's sports ones as well. You know your favorite uh, memory watching a game. Your favorite uh, time you went to a game. What's the best? What's the you know DH we've done? Right. If you were gonna perform in a sporting event, what would be the event you'd want to be in the most? Absolutely. If you were going to play uh, for any team, you know, for your teams, what position and what teams would you play for? What would be your walk-up music? We did all four at bats. Uh, you know what? What? And uh, one of my favorites, I think, one of our most creative ones. If you could have any band play in your living room and play one song, what band would it be and what song would they play? So things like that. Fun stuff. Fun load. It's nice. And PJ's going to guide it. He's going to direct it. Uh, What's that email address again? <laughs> should I give the email address again? Just put it up on the screen. This, can we just, graphics. PJ, put you that up on the screen, will you, please? RTUFunload at gmail.com. Okay? I know graphics. When you, say, when you say graphics, you don't mean clip art, right? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I mean the full-on generation of something, of a picture on the screen that wasn't there before. Specifically, uh, if you see like two competitors, let's say in a tennis match, and you want to see names across the bottom and perhaps a statistic next to the name and a country of origin and then maybe that country's flag, you know, something boy. you might need to know how to throw together if you didn't want it to take six hours per clip. <laughs> All right. Like it took you four and a half hours to find the flag for Uruguay. Pretty much. Pretty much. It can we started move on with to... a deep Google search. Right. Can we can we move on to the American players, please? <laughs> please. I can get that flag. I mean, Panama. Do they even have a flag? I don't know. Um, so, they have a flag, yeah. They do have a flag. And they have Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer that ever lived. Don't, we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Don't forget it, Cal. We'll talk All right. about it. Sorry. I've got a lot to say on that topic, too. Would you be very surprised to hear my thoughts? <laughs> Somebody went to teaser school. Did I? You'll find out later. <laughs> can't, can't stop himself. Hey, the other thing that's new, by the way, while we're, yeah. while we're throwing out new things. Sure. You may be listening to this on a Thursday on iTunes. That's because we're doing the show Wednesday night from now on. 
Yes. So you're going to get to hear this a day earlier in your week. Yes, and... Or you can listen to it on Friday still. You can... Or whatever. Really, I, it's up to you. Care. There's no there's no mandate, hey, really. We've got I, no uh, pony in this race. <laughs> That's one of the other things. We're coming down really hard on that. There's no listening to the show on Friday. Just <laughs> Thursday. That's it. You don't we're going to remo- remove it. it. We're pulling it. You've got 24 hours, and we're, we're pulling it off the the internet. We also put a little clock, like 24, in the corner <laughs> of iTunes. And the minute it's available for download, it's just counting down. And it ticks. It's it very t- ominous. It really is. Um, pressure. So we're, we're going to also, one of the other things we're going to do is we're going to have a, uh, we're going to continue to get guests and have great guests uh, from, you know, social media, new media, uh, as we've done. Cal, we've spun off six podcasts. Do you know that? You You know, you say that, that we spun off six podcasts. Would that make us like happy days? I, that's what I'm going with. Happy days are all in the family. All in the all family, in the big big spinoff. We have to maybe maybe PJ can look this up while we get into sports. Where it's the most spinoffs? What show has the most spinoffs? I think it's Happy. <laughs> it is not zero spinoffs. Let's start with zero spinoffs. I I would I would be willing to bet there was one spinoff. Sweat Hogs. Yeah. Uh, so Sweat Hogs. Is that a real show? What was the what was the girl's his girlfriend's name? Was there a cartoon? She was she was the ultimate seventies girl. Like she yes. she was just like she was built like a seventies. She had the iron straight hair. Like she had just the iron. His girlfriend, Donna Dixon. Julie. Yeah. Donna Di- Julie. Donna Julie. Julie was his wife. That That's was right. Gabe girlfriend. Kapler's wife in real life. He had a baby in the show. Kapler. Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kapler was an outfielder for the Texas Rangers. I make that mistake all the time. So does Gabe Kaplan, strangely. He often introduces himself as Gabe Kapler. It's weird. And yeah. people are like, so you played the outfield for the Texas Rangers? No, no, that's, no um, that's Gabe Kapler. What am I doing? I'm Gabe Kaplan, all right? No, what was his? that was his wife on the show, Julie. His wife was Julie. Straight hair, total 70s girl. Right? Yeah. Like, you couldn't... You got into the 80s, people were like, you're never working. You are <laughs> working again. You are dated. Yeah. Um. No, one of the other things that we, we're going to do is we're going to have a, a stable of guests, too. Like, just some, some go-to people um, that, that are friends of ours and or, you know, experts in the field. Guys like Joe Caparoso from Turn on the Jets or... Uh, Scott, the Islander fan, my brother, or Jay Linder, our buddy Jay Linder, the uh, the bon vivant pop culturist. Uh, you know, our buddy, my buddy Jess is going to come on and talk basketball for us when we want to. Uh, he's been on the show before. Our buddy Dan is going to come on and talk about his best uh, favorite dips and cheeses. Uh, <laughs> your best dips for a Super Bowl party. That's Dan's, really, his expertise. He's also very good at coming out and making us feel stupid. Yes. He's very intelligent. Coming on and making us feel dumb. So we're gonna we're gonna go to those people. Like when something happens during a week, the Met. Oh, and uh, Patrick Flood, our buddy Patrick Flood, uh, a big Mets guy. And so something goes on with the Mets, we call up Patrick. We'll talk to him for a couple minutes. So it's it's gonna be great that way. And maybe some surprises. Sure, teaser school. Man, that was the best seventy five dollars you ever spent. Holy, who I got a certificate? Who, 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 that class. Who did who did you have? Oh, it was um, 
Oh, what's his name? Ernie and Al. with the hair. Uh, <laughs> Ernie and Al. I can't think. <laughs> Ernie and Al. No, the other guy, Roland Smith. Roland Smith, right. Roland Smith, very deep voice. It had to be a local newscaster, because the local newscasters are the best teasers in the world, as we've talked about. Right. Right. Coming up at 11. Your pants are going to kill you. Dirt in your drinking water at 11. It's quick. They're like three seconds. Boom. Hey, look, you took the class. You educate me. Three seconds. And what they do is they line them up, and you have to do like 20 of them in a row. Is that the final? For all of the different lo- – for the local markets. Was that your final? different. Yeah. Right. You just had to spin in a chair and like face the camera? Like, yeah. Boom. It's like, go. Your cat's sick. It could kill you at 11. Your dog is ugly. It could kill you at 11. Squirrels in your attic at 11. <laughs> Bats in your belfry at 12. Wait. That was the other thing. It was the times changed because it was all – Some of it's mountain time. This one's Chicago. Go. Bats in your belfry at 12 is an Alice Cooper record, though, I believe. At 12? Bats in the belfry. It's too late. I blew it. Okay. It passed no, by. Hey, you want to talk about sports? Yeah. We're, I think we're done uh, uh, tooting our own horn about what's coming this year. And so. we, have, we have seven minutes left in the show. Good job, everybody. <laughs> quick show. It's a quick show. Just an espresso. It's not hey, a look, cappuccino. Look. Bottom line is, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back doing this with you guys. I missed this over the summer. We had a lot of fun this summer. Don't get me wrong. We did. But I'm happy to be back at work. It is. Uh, it is. It is seriously great to be back. And and of course, Cal, you and I have had several nights where we've been watching Met games or whatever and texting back and forth and basically having a show while we were texting. Um, and of course, I'm I'm keeping late hours these days. But look. Everybody keeps asking, oh, are you getting sleep? You're not getting sleep? Look, we bought our tickets. All right? We knew what we were getting into. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not out there looking for sympathy. You know, no, we're not getting a lot of sleep, but uh, we, this was in the brochure. This is not the time for that. Yeah, it's, it's not like we're, we're suddenly like, what? You mean infants stay up a lot? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. I mean, we have this other one. And he didn't. Oh, well, he did do that. What's that? I'm sorry. <laughs> he did do that. Oh, like he can't act. I I don't care for people that act surprised when they have a second kid. And they're like, oh, just it's it's crazy and exhausting, dude. You bought your tickets. Listen, if you're looking for sympathy, you should be looking somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> so you <laughs> at eleven. <laughs> you went. To, you went to definitive statement school as well. There were a lot of a lot of elements to this class. You know what we'll call you know what we'll call that? Shutdown. It was on the beach. We'll call those shutdown statements. Right. That's it. Just bring everything to a halt. Just bring bring your entire if you're looking for sympathy, you're looking in the wrong place. If you shutdown think you, statements, it's over. Move on. There's the shutdown statement. Can you get like a jail cell closing too? Sure. I'll work on it. Shut down statements. It's a over. Jail cell. The jail cell. Right, like the jail That's cell it. closing, the door closing. Can't get more I guess that is final. If you think you know anything about football, you're wrong. Shaboom. Shut down statements with Cal. You just, there's nowhere to go with that, too. It just brings everything to a halt. Even the, even the little song should just be shut down statements. 
That's it. Okay. Uh, do we have a, a a big unload song anymore, or did I delete that as well? Well, I I, I got music for uh, the end of the baseball season, and uh, I got a theme for the Jets for the for our for this season. Okay, great. And I that's, got a theme. I, I got music uh, for hot action. We'll do this right here. Ready? That did not answer my question. on drums. Or wait, Matt Bissonette on drums. No, which one was the bass player? I'm, I'm just naming David Lee Ross solo band. Nobody? He's coming with me? I, I'm not familiar. No. You know, the Flintstones had more spinoffs than Happy Days. What? As did, as did Scooby-Doo. We're not counting cartoons. Do I look animated to you? You look a little upset. Well, would you, uh... <laughs> all right. We're not counting cartoons. What spinoffs okay. from the Flintstones? The Rubbles. <laughs> Little Wash. He had that one in his pocket. <laughs> He's like, stupid. The Rubbles. <laughs> dumb Dumb. That was another one. <laughs> I think that's Bam Bam. That was another one. <laughs> that was another one. Wait, what's the shutdown theme? I already forgot it. Shut down, state. <laughs> uh, there was the Pebbles and Bam Bam show, the Flintstones comedy hour, Fred Flintstone right. and Friends, Fred and Barney okay. show. These are all variations on the same theme of the Flintstones. We're talking about an entire new show based on characters that appeared once on another show. So <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I'll get back to you. I went to sitcom school, apparently. You did? How was that? A class on the history of sitcoms. Who taught that class? It was good. It was uh, it was twenty two minutes. It's great. In and out. Super. Um, okay, sports. Seriously, no, but seriously. Um, did you learn that at sitcom class? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I did not go to Segway school over the summer. Okay. If you did, you might have been talking about baseball right now. The big unload. That's a good point. The big unload. Uh. Is Yes. I love that music. I just love that now that is officially the big unload music. Because it's so in your face. That's the other thing we're doing this season. We're going to be way more in your face. You know, if, totally if, in the face. If we had video. Not in, not in the face. In your. Not, not, we're not going to be the Kevin Matumbo. We're going to be in your face. That you understood. That means everybody. Not in the face. I feel like you should that should be accompanied by clips of guys crashing into walls. <laughs> right? Collisions. Just stuff like that hard football hits. And a lot of, you know <laughs> just a lot of like intensity. Right? 
Well, now I've got to change that graphic. I told you could see me in the face. All right. I had to uh, mute my mic there because I snarked. Good job, everybody. I'm sorry. I just feel it just seemed appropriate. It it absolutely is. We're going to put together a nice montage. With, with, a, sil- with a silhouette of a guy playing a guitar in the middle of it. And all of the clips around it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, look, we could do a review for the Big Unload, but here's where we are. Baseball, let's check in with the major sports. Let's do that, Cal. That was one of the things I thought we could maybe do for the Big Unload. Let's check in. You know, I, yeah, I feel like we're just kind of jumping back in the water here. A nice recap of everything would be a good way to go. Yeah, and then we can get into specifics. Right. So, baseball-wise, it has been a fascinating summer for this reason. We had, as Met fans, probably one of the greatest gut-punch moments <laughs> that we've had in years, and we've had a lot of them. And then we had the gut punch moment to to top them all. It wait, was sort of like, wait, wait. like there's two. No, I'm saying that's that's the one. Oh, that one was yeah. okay. But it was it was sort of like JFK. Like you you remember where you were when you first read on Mets blog about Matt Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, or saw it on Twitter. But uh, the the reason I start there is because for the Mets, that's essentially what the summer was all about. The rest of the stuff is a lot of window dressing. It starts and ends with the future of Matt Harvey and with his right arm and with, or I should say his elbow, and what's going to happen with Matt Harvey. So I think from a Met standpoint, there are now two camps, right? And maybe we can get into the specificity of this right now because we've been dying to talk about it. Yeah, let's just do it. There are two camps when it comes – and we're going to talk about the Yankees for sure because something is happening this year that has not happened uh, since 2008, right? And it's only happened once. Yeah, Girardi's first year, 08. Then they won in 09. Right. 2008 is the only time it's happened in the last 20 years. Yeah. since ni- Right, because 94 there was a strike and 95 made it. Right, so 93. So basically 20 years, the Yankees have been in the playoffs every year but one. And they're about to not be in again for a number of reasons, which many of which we highlighted on this show back in like March. But with Matt Harvey, Cal, we talked so often on this show about the desire for us to have one of those guys, right? We started doing the show in 2009, December of 2009. All that time. We would say we were saying, you know, we see we've seen guys like Strasburg and Harper, and in other sports you've seen guys like Sidney Crosby and and Ovechkin and Malkin, or you've seen in in basketball LeBron, even LeBron, or uh, you know in football RG three and Andrew Luck and you know these once in a generation quote unquote players come along and they all always play for other teams, and then we finally sort of got one. Like three years ago, he's become that now in Tavares. Right. Uh, for the Islanders. And we're going to, hey, folks, if you like the Islanders, season five has got a lot, it's going to have a lot of what you like. Because we're, we're, I have never, I haven't been this pumped for a hockey season in years. Years. 
On the flip side, if you don't like the Islanders, don't worry. But there's still be plenty for you to like too. That's right. <laughs> I don't want that to turn you off. Like oh, again, oh. teaser school. See, you you oh. corrected my error right there. I'm just afraid all of the Ranger fans heard that and just turned this off. No, we're gonna talk hockey. We're gonna talk hockey. All right. Um, but then we got one with Harvey, but it was quick. Tavares has grown into that player. He was a number one overall draft pick. He was 18 when they got him. He was 19. He was playing. It took time. You knew he was going to be great. You hoped – well, you didn't know, but you hoped he was going to be great. Matt Harvey just came up and, you know, bit us in the ass and was just like, look, I'm awesome. He wasn't supposed to be this. He he wasn't supposed to be this good this fast by any means. I don't think anybody ever expected him to be this good ever. I don't – Brian, we talked a lot on this show with a lot of Met bloggers and a lot of people, and we – you remember two years ago even reading that article that compared him to Roy Halladay with his mentality and his makeup, and I think we were sold that his stuff wasn't as good as it is. Right. It, but I, to me, it's the rapid ascendancy that's th- the story here. He became our right. – he became our guy. And then, of course, uh, he has this trouble with his elbow. They have to shut him down. He may need Tommy John surgery. He goes for a second. Of like, things have just been really weird around him. And I think you and I are in different camps. What camp are you in? I'm in Camp Ichigumi down by the lake. And we are going on a panty right. tonight. Well, you're going to have to beat Camp Anawana in the Color Wars, baby. This is the summer that I make it. Um, but it's not you. It's a voiceover. That's <laughs> And it's... It's, uh, it's Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. I was, ah, darn it. I had it on the tip of my tongue. It's David Stern, actually. It's David Stern, commissioner of the NBA, for inexplicably. Now, now, see, you do that with Gabe Kaplan and Kaplan. I do that with David and Daniel Stern. I want to do this you like there's always a good fat guy character in every camp movie. I, I want to pursue right. this, and I want to be that guy. He's always embarrassed, though. He always gets embarrassed. That's right. That's Well, are you prepared to take the embarrassment and be the fat guy at camp? Not cool, guys. Who put a chin powder in my socks? God! Brilliant. Book him. <laughs> You're hired. Magnificent. And it was me with the itchy powder. Like a young Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> what do they make itchy powder anymore? By the way, I mean, what, what is itchy powder? I think it was <laughs> asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have backed off. No, they don't do that anymore. If you pick up a can of itchy powder at the Spencer Gift, right? Everybody pretty much knows what you're up to. Right, like, oh, yeah. like if you have a if you have a bottle with a skull and a crossbones on it, <laughs> people know you're about to poison someone. There's there's no way to be clandestine with that bottle, with no. that that can of itchy powder. Okay, itchy powder. or peanut brittle. I what? Because it's never peanut. Unload's going to be gifts at Spencer's that you thought were awesome and couldn't wait till you were old enough to buy. Oh boy, that's a two-parter. How about how about going? To- how about going to Spencer Gift and looking at Terry Copley posters? How about that? Uh, that never happened for me. You mean now or back in 1984? No, if I do it now, it's 
extraordinarily creepy. I don't think it's offensive gifts. Yeah, uh, no, and I think and I think it calls for an arrest. Um, <laughs> we really need that jail cell door closing. We really need that. Um, I'm in the camp of I have no problem with the way with what they're doing. The idea of letting him try to rehab it, letting him throw, letting him see what it is, and maybe it's because I'm in denial. Maybe it's because I don't want to face the idea of face, uh, 2014 without Matt Harvey in the rotation, but I don't see what's to be lost from seeing what exactly is wrong because he had no pain. He felt no stiffness, you know, other than a little bit that was not even discomfort. And they don't know the percentage of the tear. I mean, if the tear is less than 30%, there's no need to have surgery. Like, I just don't – I agreed – with not rushing to get surgery. If he tries to rehab it and he throws with it and he has pain or it's stiff or it's the same sort of things, uh, then he has the surgery in December and he's still gone for all of 2014 anyway. So what's the difference? But maybe he's Adam Wainwright. Maybe he's Roy Halladay. Maybe he's a guy who has a slight tear. It's not that bad. And he can pitch with it for six or seven years. You know, before he has to have the surgery. And then, P.S., Adam Wainwright came back and won 20 games after the surgery. So, that's my camp. That's Camp Ichigumi. What camp are you in? Well, Camp Lackawaka. Lackawaka. Hana, Hana, No, I, 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 immediately I was in the camp of he needed the surgery right away. That was my first thought. And it was because I was completely devastated by this news. I was, I, I have been like many fans looking towards 2014 or more specifically looking towards the off season of 2013, which is next week. We've been looking, which is amazing. We've been looking forward to that as the beginning of now everything's going to come around. And I was, and we talked about this back in February. I think we had, um, might have been when we had Rich Catino on, and we talked about the fact that it seemed like people were unnecessarily bailing on Sandy Alderson in February of 2013, when we knew the plan all along was they were going to try to compete in 2014. And you knew you had to get through 11, 12, and 13 to get to 14. And it just seemed weird to me that in the beginning of 2013, when you're just there, you're at the end of the road and the light is at the end of the tunnel, the people were like the hardest on him. I couldn't figure that out. Well, when the Matt Harvey news came down, that set me completely over the edge. Right. And now that was how I was thinking, which is even less rational than thinking that in February, because now I'm in August and I'm now six weeks away from what we've been waiting for. And I've completely written it off. But I don't blame you. I, and I think the reaction that Met fans had, as rational as they wanted to be, was, or even the most optimistic Met fan went, you know, same old Mets, LOL Mets, only the Mets. This only happens. So let's take it. Don't worry about the fact that 134 pitchers have had Tommy John surgery. That doesn't make a difference. Only the Mets. This only happens to the Mets. Because it did feel like that. I got to admit, for 10 minutes, it felt like that. It, it felt like, know, why did it have to happen to our phenom? And then I said to myself, oh, that's right. It happened to Steven Strasburg, too. Right. So, and then, but then, see, where I went with it was, where'd you oh, go? 
Well, yeah, it happened to Steven Strasburg, so I guess it could happen to Matt, Far- Matt Harvey. Matt Farvey. Matt Far- Not him. No. He's Matt Harvey. Fine. Matt Farvey's fine. He's fine. He's not as good, but he's perfectly healthy. <laughs> not a healthy. very good pitcher. Um, where I went with it was, well, if it could happen to Matt Harvey, it's obviously going to happen next year to Zach Wheeler. Right. And I just and I immediately like, okay, so if Harvey's going to be out for all of 2014, well, you know, Wheeler's going to wind up being out for 2015. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't do it. I didn't. That's, do, I don't know why. I was able well, to. I'm glad for you, but that's exactly what I was. And and I feel like. Again, like let's find out if he needs the surgery. Let's not rush now. I think the Mets—they're talking about pitching him in the Arizona Fall League, which I, I didn't have a problem with. If he's saying to them, "I, I, I'm, I'm going with this course of action. The doctors have recommended that I rehab and that I throw and that I see where my arm is," then go pitch in a game. Look, let's be honest. He's got to have the surgery before February. If yeah. he's going to have it, he needs That's to have right. it before February. Yep. So whatever happens between now and then doesn't make a difference. He's broken. He's broken right now. He's not going to break anymore. Break anymore. Exactly. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, di- I didn't have a problem with that. And and it, I felt like if he was rehabbing and it was going well and he was throwing without pain, and then he w- and went and pitched in a game or two in the Arizona Fall League and was successful, then maybe it makes the the organization feel better about the course of action, and it makes him feel better because right now he's got to be scared. Like his mentality has got to be—he's got to be frightened to throw and tune it up because like his arm is a ticking time bomb, and it's not—it doesn't have to be. That's why I was glad he talked to Roy Halladay. That's why you know Terry Collins suggested he talked to Roy Halladay because Roy Halladay had this happen early in his career, and didn't have the surgery, and pitched for seven years with it. Okay, look, I have. Here's a good way I think we can do this. I've been thinking about this all day, all week. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> I have questions. I have three questions on the Mets, three questions on the Yankees, then we will move to football. Sound good? Sure. You like this? We do this this way. Can I can I I have improvise? to do it as, as an Italian man. That's fine. An old Italian man from the old country. I would expect it no less. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. This is nice. This song. You make me cry. This was my reminisce about the summer baseball season music. Oh, it's the perfect for the questions I'm about to ask. All right, let me turn it down. It's gonna get real Father Guido Sarducci in here, if if that's all right. Why do you smell like gravy? (laughs) I always smell like gravy. Teresa's like, how come you know Casey's hair is so oily? Like everything on it. I said because he's half Italian. You could wring out this kid's hair, and you'd have spaghetti aul for days. Nice. Sounds good. Yep. It does sound, sounds delicious. Getting hungry. All uh, right, Chad. A question. If I, no, no, can, may, I, may I interject if I think of something on my own? Of course. As long as, as, long as I stay on topic. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> New rules this year, buddy. All right? Fair enough. Let's go. RTU in the face. <laughs> He's still getting it wrong. Still, really, next production meeting. You're still getting that wrong. And you you better send back those t-shirts because that is not going to work. It's a big hand. <laughs> the, the the is capital. <laughs> in, in and face or lowercase. 
Um, okay. Question number one for the Metropolitans. Yes. Looks like Kerry Collins is going to get an extension. Contract is up. He's going to get an extension. Team's going to finish with you know seventy five wins or seventy six wins or something like that. Um, are you for or against Terry Collins getting an extension? I'd rather him not. <laughs> All right, sir. I, I don't mean to be difficult here because I I I, I, I do. Well, at all, it's a big question. Well, because I have to explain it. I believe he has been a very good caretaker. Yeah. I think he's been a good soldier. I think he's been he has dealt with a lot of garbage that's been thrown his way. Sure. And and he's been a good company man, and I believe he has he deserves a chance to try to succeed with better talent. But this is where it's, it's 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 a tough question. While I believe he deserves that chance, I think the best thing for the team is for someone else to come in. So, well, ask me the question again. All right, sir. I don't remember how you phrased it. Do Terry I just, Collins. Do... It looks like Terry Collins is going to get an extension. Are you for or against that? Thank you. I'm against it. All right. That's the correct answer. I award you 500 points. Next question. I I know your answer, so I'm not even going to ask it. Yeah, I don't I, I don't don't bother. We're going to we're going to save that reaction for another day. Question number 2. Are you buying all this stuff that uh the Mets hope that their draft pick is unprotected? So they don't have to spend on a free agent. So they have the excuse that they used for Michael Bourne last year. No. No, me neither. I think um, I think it's very important for them to finish this season as good as as good as they can, as strong as they can, and finish in third place. I think they set a goal, which you know. <laughs> let's let's just be the butt of the joke again. Yeah, that's good. That's your goal. Finish in third place. But you know what? In any in any job, anything that you do, it's important to have a goal. It's important to have an objective. And whether people think it's meaningless or not, internally, if that's their objective and they're striving for that, and they're playing well. This last week, this road trip, they played very well. I know, roll your eyes, but they wanted to. They played well. <laughs> you know. That that was, eye roll was audible. That was. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> They look like the shutters. There are the shades coming out. Like a lot, like a like a slot machine. Right. Um, yeah, I, I look. Look, I, 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 think, I, mean, I think it's nonsense too. I know, but to answer your question, the right, I, the right free agent is out there. They don't. They're not going to care about the draft pick. Sandy Alderson is out of time. It's out of time. It's it. If he's going to make an indelible mark on this team, uh, it's time. He's got to do it. Yeah. And because Harvey is hurt and likely out for the 2014 season, he's got to sign a free agent now. If he had Harvey, you could make a trade, trade all the pitching, get that big bat that you need. But he can't now. Can't do it. So, well, let me jump in real quick here. Are you going to give Shinsu Chu a hundred million dollars? Certainly not for baseball. No, no. Well, I think not. he does other things. Is but... he an architect? Maybe he designs he graphics. He does graphics. He does graphics. We should hook him up with PJ. 
Um, no, absolutely not. No. Right. I don't I, – I, I, first, where has it been written that Shin Chu Chu is a target? That's other, my fear. Other than – but other than by bloggers and people who have absolutely no knowledge of the situation. The reason why I say that is because he is the prototypical Sandy Alderson he's ball not, player. Not. His splits are terrible. He's a, he's a platoon – there it is. Shut down, state. Shut down. It's over. Statement. Uh, he's 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 nothing more than a platoon player. Splits are horrible. He's been playing in a band box. And, but when has Sandy Alderson said that's our guy? Well, he hasn't said anybody is his guy. Exactly. So stop. Right. He'll never he'll never sign this guy. He'll never sign that guy. What do you know? You know nothing. Nobody knows anything. All right. What's your third question? I don't think it precludes them from signing a big free agent. Third question. There aren't many big free agents out there, though. That's the problem. No, I agree. And I'm certainly not giving Jacoby Ellsbury $75 million either. Only the Mets would have all this money and nobody to spend it on. Well, according to everybody, the Mets don't have all this money to spend. Because it doesn't matter that all this money is coming off the payroll. They're not going to spend it. It's going to be an interesting offseason, Bry. Interesting offseason. That was my third question, was Chu. What? My third question was about Shin Chu. Shin Chu. My third okay. question was, do you, do you buy that he is the number one target for this offseason? My answer is yes. I believe he is the number one target for oh, this offseason. Come on. I believe it. Yes, yes. When you look at the when you look at the list of players that are available, I think he's the guy that they're going to go after. Well, they're why? They're not going to spend a hundred million dollars on him. Oh, listen. Hey, they're not, no, they're not. They're not. Robbie Cano. Okay. They're not. Well, Robbie Cano. You're going to go spend one hundred eighty million dollars bringing Robbie. No. Cano. Well, no. But what are the Yankees going to do, Steve? Okay, so there is my three questions. Here are my three questions for the Yankees. Robbie Cano. One, A-Rod. How do you think it turns out? Do you think he winds up suspended? Do you think he winds up not a Yankee? Will he play his last game with the Yankees this weekend? I, I didn't think he would ever play another game with the Yankees when all this came down earlier in the season, so I was wrong about that. Okay. So do I think he'll play another game after this season? I'm going to have to say yes. Okay. I think that they will reduce his suspension, and he's going to try to come back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, question number two is more of a statement. Hey, we saw this coming. Uh, the answer to that is yes. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> that's, that's the correct answer. I award us 7,000 points. You are correct. You you actually drove that truck early. Uh, early. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. You no, know, I'm sitting at home, and I'm having. I'm having a cookie. I was eating a cookie. It was great. And all of a sudden, I hear a honk outside my window. I look outside the window, and there's Steve waving his arm. He says, "Hop on board." I rented that Yankees, truck. Yankees are not as good as everybody says they are. Come rent, on board. Rented that truck. Yeah. I was. I was reluctant because they've been very successful, and you yep. never count them out. But you, from the beginning, you saw it coming. And and it proved it proved to be true. They were old and they broke down, and they counted on guys that got hurt. Yeah, you, you know that's it, they it were they were lucky to even be in it in the last it, week of the season. 
It's well, it's a tremendous job by uh, Joe Girardi keeping him in it to the last week of the season. It's a very it good job. Really is. Mm-hmm. And that's my third question, and then we'll have the whole off season to talk about these guys. Both both teams have unbelievably intriguing off seasons. Hot stove is going to be Hot. really really cool. Well, yes. Good job. <laughs> Captain, Captain Obvious. Still working on that. I will splash the pot. I watched Rounders again recently. Gosh, good. That's a good movie. I didn't watch it. We were all watching it. I wasn't watching it. Oh, you were watching that? <laughs> Not that night. You were watching that night? No. Evan, Evan uh, Dr. Ray was watching it one night, and he uh, he immediately texted his problems with the movie. They're good. Yes, yes. He's great at that. We, we we need him for that segment. He always has such specific problems, but they're very well thought out. Yeah, this is a doc. This is a typical Doctor E Ray text that we'll get in WhatsApp in our chat room. Guys, just watch The Natural. Okay, I have seven questions, and then he'll lay out exactly. Or, or uh, he did it for Gross Point Blank recently. Guys, just watch Gross Point Blank. I have so many issues. Okay, number one. What and it's all that, one post. Right. What is that baby doing awake when they're at the reunion? I mean, the reunion's probably what, like six o'clock at night. It's two hours into the reunion. You're telling me a brand new baby is going to be up, and so, and of course, I, like an idiot, answer back. Maybe the reunion was at four when he picks her up. The sun is still out. <laughs> Maybe, he, and you know how you know infants feed all the time. Maybe she wanted to take the baby. Maybe her husband's back at the hotel, and she's going back to. And so, of course, I answer them. But he he does this all the time. They're magnificent. Okay, guys, just watch Rounders again. I have 37 problems. And then they're all they're all just laid out perfectly. And you get the aggravation. It comes through so well. Like, you could just tell he's so frustrated. Right. The text is dripping with aggravation. Yes. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Do you have game. any issue with John Turturro wrapped in a towel? And, and how why could, does how that could, scene go on so long? How could you have a problem with Kanish? How dare you? How dare you? Keep keep grinding, Peach. All right? You keep grinding it out. That scene is eight and a half minutes long. Could have been 30 seconds. <laughs> it's so long. Yes. It's like seven different camera angles of Tintoro oh, in a towel. Long time. Close-ups from behind. Why? He's taking a schwitz. We get it. All right? Let's move on. <laughs> He's not giving him the money. Mikey, move on. Get out of there. Um, all right, uh, enough of the baseball. You want to do the football? We have about 12 minutes till we go to the fun loop. Yeah, let's do some football. Wow. Football, it's football season after all. It is. Can I mention one thing? Can I? I, I <laughs> no. I have these notes. Let's go on. Okay. I have all these cards. All right, go I, ahead. Give, give me one. Well, I'm going to do uh, – look, I wrote something for our website, believe it or not. I haven't posted it yet. It's a work in progress. It's about it's about seven thousand words right now. I need to cut it down to about fifteen hundred. I don't think we have the time. Yeah, the data. I don't think we have the data plan that supports a seven thousand word. Um, but it's about watching sports and being a sports fan and Twitter. And this ties into the football. And but I I really want to talk about it next week, Brian, when we have more time. Okay. No, well, look, at, look, you're getting it. See? I like that. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I'm paying attention. Good job. Do you get do you get like a referral fee if I uh I do. For everybody you get to tease? 
I get a month of DirecTV for free. Nice. That's my referral fee. You'll see plenty of Mannings. Don't a lot of it. Mannings, yes. Mannings. Don't worry I about it. Own the network. Um, but it, it, Twitter has obviously changed the way we follow sports. It's changed the way we watch sports. Um, and it, I was, I got a tweet from Steve Bateman, who's uh, the big Jet fan in, in London. He lives in, right. in England, and uh, he just got back on Twitter today. And somebody asked him, you know, where you been? Really worried about you, whatever, you know. And he was like, uh, had to take a break. Just had to, just had to go away from Twitter. And I wrote to him and I said, you know what? It's good to. Do- I did it too. I went like a week, just not, just not bothering, because it was killing the way I follow my teams. Like it's, it stopped being enjoyable. There's nothing enjoyable about it. I was addicted to it. There's nothing enjoyable about it. It's just snark and cynicism and negativity. And that's just for sports. I can't even tell you what goes on politically there. And I started – that's what this post is about. And, and again, I'll talk about it. You know, Maybe we can talk about it next week. But that's – I started thinking about why I joined Twitter in the first place. And it was for sports. It was because we had a guest on the show who told us it's great for following, you know, the most up to your second, up to the second information about your teams. And then the LeBron decision happened, like right after I joined. So that's kind of like the point where it changed, you think? That was, well, no, that was the, that was the first Twitter event that I was a part of. Oh, okay. And it was, I was like, I was like a junkie. I was in. This is unbelievable. I'm seeing it every two minutes, and there's another update, and somebody knows about LeBron, and somebody's trying to break the story. And and then the other one was I was on – happened to be on Twitter when they got Osama bin Laden. Right. And that was like a Twitter moment that I I, I was like, oh, wow, this is is cool. And now it's, it's gone. It's gone. Because the tone has changed. Because the tone has changed, and the Jets in specific but overall it's no it's not fun everything is a disagreement everything is an argument everything is snark everything is negative everything is cynicism it's not fun and there's no way to convey tone so if you're a sarcastic person if you're a tongue in cheek person if you are uh, there's no way to convey your age there's no you know I'll I'll tweet to somebody about the jets and they'll come back to me like I've been watching them for 10 minutes I've been watching the Jets for 35 years, but there's no way to convey that. I just, I, well, I, I had to. I, I have a little bit of a theory on that. Okay. If you want to hear it, I would love to. Okay, I think that it's a, it's a societal thing without getting too deep, and we can get into it more in the future. But I think society in general tends to trend towards negative. For whatever reason, I think people just like to be negative and people like to commiserate with one another on, you know, things that they have a problem with or things they want to complain about. So that's the segment of the fans that are on Twitter that want to kind of complain. And it it can be healthy. It can be used as kind of like a venting tool, you know. A lot of times you're mad at something. Before Twitter, you're watching something on TV. You're mad at something your team did. What are you going to do? You're going to throw something. You're going to scream, you're going to walk around and stomp and storm out of the house, and people are going to look at you like you're a lunatic. 
But today, you get to jump on Twitter, and you have thousands of people that might feel the same way, and then and it's better. But in a way, it's bad because now you've got thousands of people that feel the same way, and the negativity fosters. And then you have the other side of it, which are the writers that know that this section of people want to be negative, and then they throw the bait out there. Yeah. And it's like, all right, if I want to be relevant and I want to get 15,000 followers, I have to throw this out there and see what I can reel in. And then yeah. it just and they just it just fosters and they feed off of each other. Yeah, it was it was it was different. I mean, it was different five or six years ago, even you know four years ago, even in like 2009 when the Jets made the run to the championship game or whatever. It was very different following the team because I feel like that expression when you're watching the game of like oh you know bleep and you're watching it and you're just pissed off whatever is healthier. Than going on Twitter with twenty thousand people feeling the same way. Like I never watched games before Twitter. I would never have a chat room open while I was watching a game, like a game thread. Right. Like I never did that because it was just like people, you know, pissed off about a play. And then, well, and then eight seconds later, you're not going to be pissed off about the play. Like something we I don't I don't go on Twitter during games anymore. I don't. I I and and in fact, I never will again. There's just what we do during a game, like a jet game now, is we'll be in a uh, group message or whatever, like an iMessage or something. And we go back and forth and we talk. I like that because that's like I'm watching the game with you guys. Right. That's like we're watching the game together. And there's only five of us instead of like – That's right. 5,000 of us. You know, it's not enjoyable to have 20,000 people all pissed off. But you know what? Some people like that. Some yeah. People, for some people, that's what they want. They want to be able to commiserate, and they want to be able to be as negative as they can possibly be. Yeah, but you know what? I just that's got why a text. it happens. I just got a text from uh, uh, our buddy Craig, the, Chicago, the big Chicago fan. He's listening. Uh-huh. He just texted me, and he said, look, he said, Twitter sucks. Political or not, doesn't matter. He said, moron opinions become real. And moronic opinions become real. There's no there's no checks on it. That's a good point. And so and he's absolutely right, and it's very true in sports that everybody has an opinion and there's no check on it. So moronic opinions get credence. It's the same thing like breaking news. Like you break news on Twitter, or you break sports news on Twitter or whatever. There's this race to break news. Whether it's right or not doesn't make a difference. Just to be first. Yeah, I I I I have really rethought. You know, and and I I have some enjoyable interactions on there. You know, look, I took I took Rich Eisen to task today. Like a bunch of times. Oh yeah? I did because Rich Eisen ha- had a tweet about uh lauding uh I think it was Marvin Lewis for going after the media. And I said, "Oh, that's that's really, you know, that's funny and true and stuff. I noticed, I didn't notice any tweets about Rex Ryan going back at the media. Why is that? I didn't notice any, you know, tweets giving love because I think Eisen's tweet was like, a, you got to give some love to Mar. You got to love Marvin Lewis. You know, he tells the beat writers, who's writing off the Browns? You guys are. You guys, you know, have no idea. I said, that's very true. I said, Rich, I must have missed the love when Rex Ryan told beat reporters 
you know, snap back at beat reporters when they asked him the same quarterback question 397 times. And then earlier in the day, he wrote about the uh, the Buccaneers benching Josh Freeman and saying, you know, how about a little sanity here? You know, you never know what could happen, and maybe Mike Glennon will be good, and everybody needs to just calm down. And I said, Rich, these are all great points. I seem to notice, I seem to miss, seem to have missed the calls for sanity when the Jets were going through their quarterback situation. Though, would that be because it's bad for business? And, and you know, it's not a matter of right or wrong. I, I expressed my opinion. My opinion was negative. Maybe I'm part of the problem. But that was good venting for me. <laughs> you know, so maybe it's useful there. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm part of the problem and not the solution. But the idea of Twitter during a game or after games, like I just – I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, and the, and the thing is maybe it's not a problem after all. You know, who are we to decide that it's a problem? We're not the Twitter police. If we are judge and jury. Well, we are. We're Judge Judy. Judge Judy and jury? Judge Judy and jury. That show did not work. No. <laughs> it was way too complicated. Way too complex. Uh, we, I, I'm sorry. I took us down the Twitter path. Uh, no, no. But, but the only my last thing on it is that if, if this is what Twitter has become, then that's fine. It's it, it's not for us to say it's wrong. We just are, are ten. We're, we're we're trending out of it now because well, it's just too much. And I will say, in my own defense, I will say it. Of course I'll say it. Why do I need to preface it that way? I also wrote to Rich Eisen, or at Rich Eisen, Rich, I'm just busting your chops here. This is, <laughs> this is verbatim. I'm just busting your chops here, Rich. I'm a big fan and have been for a long time. And I am. I love Rich Eisen. He's also a Jet fan, isn't he? Uh, that's, he's been rumored to be. I don't oh, okay. know if he is. He used to come on with Beningo on the overnights all the time, before he was well, while he was still at ESPN. But I wrote, I, I'm a big fan, actually. I said, I just have a beef with the national media who's very lazy. And, and the NFL network has been very lazy in reporting on the Jets. You know, taking the negative narrative that's spun by the local beat writers and using it, like Ty Law did before the first game for the Jets, when he said that... Darrell Rivas shouldn't even play against the Jets because they're not worthy of his competition on NFL.com. Speaking of worthy of the competition, we gotta we gotta go to the fun load. Do we, is it time for the fun load? Can we sneak in? Can we sneak in one Jet and Giant point? You have to check with the producer. I'm checking with the producer. How can we get that on? How? You want to hear the You want to hear the Jets theme for the year for the season? We did nothing is? wrong. How? We were supposed to. Why did Why did I make Why did I make him yeah. Mike Tyson? What did I do there? <laughs> we were supposed We were supposed to stand up for people who couldn't stand up for themselves. We I want to hear the music. We were supposed to stand up for Willie. <laughs> that would have been tremendous casting. And now that he's a Broadway oh, actor, I know, I know. He's on when he's on with Boomer and Carton. I could listen to it for seven hours. I really could. I I really could. It's fascinating to me. Cal, no. Nope. Not even Tyson? If he's on a different show, I could listen to it. Maybe. Not with Boomer Carton? No. He's very honest with them, though. I don't care. Right. Boy, you, I, Greg Carton, not going to be a guest this season. Hey, folks, if you were thinking that was one of the surprises, <laughs> it ain't a surprise. surprise. <laughs> I, I, could just, I can remember sitting in on a session with 
uh, Milk D, the uh, the Brooklyn rapper. Name dropper. And, and, and well, I just had to say who it was. Um, and he and he he knew he was sort of friends with Mike Tyson, and <laughs> double name dropper. He brought him up, and, and wait, 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 that, was, that was proxy name dropper. That's good. Why are you, Mr. Angelino, saying that? I don't know. <laughs> we need a card. We need a card of that. We need to get and that all I had to say about him was the guy is so interesting. He so, is. You know, we all thought he was crazy. It was the nineties. We just thought he was a crazy guy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Milk 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 would say like. I, I have to wonder, maybe he's a genius or something. There's something beneath, but he's so he's so interesting to talk to. Yeah. I, I find him fascinating when he's on uh, with Boomer Carden. Okay, uh, Jets, what's the Jets theme song? I want to hear it. You nailed it, Pat. Why is our ta- why is it news? First of all, I feel like there's an explosion going to happen any second now. It just happened right behind <laughs> me. And I need to walk away from it in slow motion. Why is I that chose, their theme? I chose that because I feel like there's there's about to be a, a break. There's about to be like a seismic change within the Jets organization that's going to happen just at a point where the fan base starts to believe, oh, my God, whatever circumstances got us here with said quarterback and said coach, we were just maybe starting to find some footing, and maybe this was a team we could that would feel good about moving forward with, and something huge, a meteor, is going to strike the team in the what form of a firing or a massive personnel change. And and, right, this, that's just, and this is the, that's just the theme of of sentiment. We'll see. It's an, uh, an ominous sentiment that I feel that maybe by the end of the season it will be borne out. <laughs> wow. Okay, we, we got it. We, we now owe Muse $7,000. They um, like us. That's fair. I, I for one, have enjoyed these three games. I didn't enjoy any games last year. I really didn't. Rooting for the Jets last year was work. And it wasn't fun work. Because no matter what they did in the game, their coverage was going to determine... or, or be determined... It was uh-huh. – go back. Slow down. No matter what they did in the game, Flip that, how, they were, how they were going to be covered was predetermined. The narrative was pre-written. That's right. It didn't matter. So you were watching the game hoping for the least embarrassing outcome or the, or, or the least amount of things to go wrong. Like you didn't even care about winning or losing anymore. You just didn't want something stupid to happen. You just didn't want to see a butt fumble. No, not even that. You know what? Honestly, Brian, not even not even just that. 
like the 49er game comes to mind. Like oh, I was yeah. so we talked about it on the show. I was yeah. so tense watching every Jet game last year. Because if they won, it wouldn't have been by enough and if they lost, it was because Rex has a fat mouth and Tim Tebow's there and nothing, the narrative never changed. It right. never changed. No, you're right. You're right. They started last season 2 and 1, Bry, with a road win against Miami and a home win against Buffalo. They were 2 and 0 oh in the division. Mm-hmm. And then they played the 49ers and got the living crap kicked out of them. Now, who knew the 49ers were on Right, and embarrassed. And it wasn't like the narrative was going to change anyway. They they won in week one, 48 to 28. Mark Sanchez threw three touchdown passes. Didn't matter. And And now this year, I feel like through these first three games, even with all the nonsense with Sanchez and the injury and the quarterback competition, which was not a farce, I don't know what. Well, because... That's be, that is because the story was written in June that the quarterback right. competition would be a farce and they had to fit everything in. That was the narrative. Pre-written, had to fit everything into it. Yeah, I, I mean, if it was a farce, then Mark Sanchez would not have been playing against the Giants in that game. Which I had no problem with, by the way. Because I don't know when Mark Sanchez suddenly went from this <laughs> indispensable... <laughs> Item. I mean, the guy has been run out of town on several rails, a couple of pikes, and a few steamships. And all of a sudden, he's a delicate genius. We can't. We can't play the delicate genius in the preseason. We got to protect Mark Sanchez from what? You people hated his guts. I've never seen vitriol. The guy was booting his own stadium before he took a snap. So look. I have enjoyed these three games. I really have. That's my point. <laughs> oh, so you're saying the rug's going to get pulled out from under me? The rug is going to get pulled out from all of us. How because the you. retribution for last year, for some reason, hasn't happened. And it's going to happen in, like, game 12. How is that possible that it hasn't happened yet? Yeah, I mean, haven't we suffered enough? <laughs> what, what could, what, what, what's next? Don't say it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. He's thinking it. <laughs> He's thinking it. All right, the Giants. Wow. Yeah, not that good. We'll give it. <laughs> it, it we're, we'll just call it Shark Sandwich at this point right now. Nowhere was, to uh, go but up. I mean, yeah. Wow. Well, there we're, we'll we will definitely get into them next yeah. week. We win or lose, because if, we, if we're talking about them next week at one and three, we're not throwing a parade. Let me tell no. you, there are a lot of problems with this team. But that was that was uh, one of the worst performances I've I've ever seen. A lot of profado. Prof- what? <laughs> a lot of profado. A lot of movado. I don't even know number what of, I was going to say. Or a number of watches. A lot a of lot parfaits. Of... Wow. Are you you were all over back there. <laughs> a lot of kerfuffles. I am rusty. They had a they had a number of waffles. <laughs> they looked very heavy, and syrupy. Hey, let's do a fun load. Let's do the fun load. Because we got to get out of here in 11 minutes. We got to get out of here in 11 minutes. Hard stop. Mail bag. Mail bag.
mailbag. And mailbag. And mailbag. Take it away, Peach. Mail's here, mail's here. So we got a mail. We got a mail. We got an email. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> we got a male and a female. And a female. We put them together. We got a baby. From uh, one of our old friends. Hey! What was his sandwich? Oh, I forget. Yeah, he did have a good sandwich. It was a good sandwich he had. He sent us six topics, and they're no. all gold. No, don't I want to spin the wheel. Now. I want to spin the wheel of fun. I want you guys to call one. Well, some are really short, but still gold. We're good for like a month and a half now. <laughs> I don't ever have to work again. Well, we only got like ten minutes. Fine. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe a short one. Wow. A short one. Okay. Fine. He wrote simply, big wheels versus tricycle. Go. Wow. Okay, so tonight in the fun load, big wheels versus tricycles. Go. <laughs> this is – here's – this is great because I'm at that critical mass point. Did you have a big wheel, Cal? I had both, yes. A big wheel both. Oh. Oh. I had a big wheel and a tricycle. Rich. Okay. I didn't <laughs> one of the rich kids. Okay. Hey, who brought Rockefeller over here? Yeah, who brought <laughs> who brought Spiro Tiagnu? Wait, wait. See Rich? I only had a big wheel, Cal, because we lived on the north side of Comac. So did I. Right. Um now did you have the big wheel with the skid thing that you could pull on the side? No. So I was the rich kid. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about here? I you do. can make that yourself. We made that. We made those ourselves. What did you make them with? You were all into you... engineering. You were eight. Kinda. I could just see PJ oh, had his big wheel up on blocks, <laughs> like like in his front yard. All the, I used all to the turn it upside down and work him. on it. I swear to God. <laughs> A big wheel gang. Come on, PJ. We're still riding. I'll go right there. Right there. I'm just putting this skid instigator. We used well. We used. We used to have. We used to have a bicycle gang. We used. To, we we thought we were a gang. We had a We had a clubhouse with a sign on it, and it said the Riders. You know, we're very original. Wow, good one. Deep was the R backwards? Uh, no, but I think it was spelled wrong. I think it actually said Riderez. Nice. With a Z? Yeah. <laughs> the riders? And there, there there was a pledge you had to take before you could join, and then we would go bike riding together. Serious. Serious stuff. Yeah. If you, if you weren't pretending you were chips on a big wheel, I don't know what you were doing. I mean, if, if you weren't fighting uh, over Punch and John, I don't know. I always had to be Punch because I had dark hair. And McWalters always had to be John because uh, he was a little Irish kid. I'm two years older, so we were Fonzie. Right. I, I would say Punch and John was more on the bikes. I didn't have a tricycle, though. I had one and I never used it because it was boring. Wesley has one now, 
and I'm pushing big wheel. He's not. He's not. He's not using it. You know, like it, it, first of all, they have the tricycles now where you push the back. Right. So it has the bar and you push. So you, the kid doesn't even have to pedal. Like, why bother? What are we doing? How how much are we coddling these children? That is that is a vanity <laughs> device for the parents, by the way. Complete vanity device. I totally Look agree. at me. I'm training my child. Look at me. Ho, ho, ho. I'm never more than six feet away. He'll never fall because I'm a good dad. Suck. You know, it's it's you suck. Go home. <laughs> does it come with a place to put your Starbucks coffee? Also, <laughs> PJ it does. PJ just said that uh, as he was saying that he held up his three Dad of the Year trophies while he was saying it. <laughs> like, I like don't know how he keeps winning that. Like it, like there were Emmys. You suck. Go home. <laughs> Dad of the Year. I um. That's my, I my new my... podcast launching next week. By the way. I love my big wheel. Cal, you're the oldest. You have uh, two sisters. I'm the oldest. Oh, yes. Right. This so my family. You, you had the original big wheel. In other words, yeah. I had a I had, oh, I, had a second, I had a second hand big wheel that had a lot of mileage on it. Right. A lot of mileage. <laughs> so like my older brother had the big wheel, beat the living crap out of it, then got a new one, and I was graced with the old one. I have to tell you, my problem with the big wheel was the fact that I grew so fast as a kid. My legs got too long for a big wheel very quickly. Sure. Sure. And, I, and it became, you know, almost impossible to ride. Did you have a superhero big wheel? No, I had a Dukes of Hazard big wheel. No, you did not. I did. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard with the stickers. Wow. The decals. I just got incredibly jealous. Yeah, I had a Dukes of Hazard one. I had a uh, I had a Hot Wheels one I think. Oh nice. Yeah, it was it was it was hot. It was hot action. You know, we we grew up in an area or I grew up in an area at least uh, even though it was uh, suburban where I grew up in Comac, I had a parking lot across the street from me. Right. And a parking lot next door to me for a bowling alley because I grew up literally next to a bowling alley. And it's a huge parking lot. That was basically an all-sports arena. We played football there, roller hockey. It was magnificent. And you take the big wheels next door and forget it. You had It was like 100 yards. <laughs> that yeah. lot is huge. And uh, you had room to roam. I can think of uh, ramps as well. It looks like they just did ramps. Ramp th- oh, we had an elaborate. I think so. Well, you had a lot of room to, to set up a track. I also had the older brother who enjoyed using me as uh, Chuck Yeager, <laughs> as the test pilot. You've got to have a lot of momentum to get a big wheel up a ramp. Well, <laughs> you really did. you got to have a big brother to you give you the momentum. you got to have a big brother and uh, an older friend, Rick Walters, pushing you really fast. Wait, guys, guys. <laughs> did you have the big wheel with the hard plastic tires or, or the rubber tread tires? No, hard plastic. Plastic. We were we were not. Uh, is that what the modifications you made on yours, Peach? You put the big the big the big rubber tires on it. And look like well, an engine circus, right? An engine. <laughs> I, I put my own handbrake on the big wheel, which was easy. All you needed was a stick with a bend on the end, like that. Yeah. Jam it in. Uh, but I also had uh, a six wheeler, big thing, looked like a wheelbarrow. It was basically a big white garbage truck toy. 
And that was cool because we'd fill the back with rocks, and I would ride down the block with the in, in the big, you know, garbage truck thing, and my friends would ride next to me in the big wheels and whatever, and then we'd have weapons in the back of the uh, sure. garbage with truck rocks? To, to hurl at the other sure. children. <laughs> I mean, there was obviously Star Wars going on as well. Like we were obviously making right. the TIE fighter sounds or, you know, X-wing sounds. I think I think what we should call that stick and basically it was a fancy like on the on my big wheel it was like a plastic thing and you pulled on it the skidstigator. Can we call that the skidstigator? No? Think, yeah, no, I think we can retroactively trademark. name it. Can, can we trademark that? Yeah. You might Not want to trademark right that now. and sell it actually. I what I want to do is get a time machine <laughs> and go back. Right. And and start start uh, uh, Facebook, invent Facebook, and then and then get get in the time machine again and go back even right. further. That's right. And and you do know, the skit skater. You know yeah, theoretical physicist Brian Cox. Uh, I'm familiar with the actor. I have all his albums. Okay. Well, he just he just uh, proved that you can travel forward in time uh, in terms of time travel, but you can't travel backwards. Ain't it a bitch? See? I don't believe it. Can't do it. Go forward. Can't go backwards. Why I don't trust science. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> PJ final unload. I think that was my final unload. Time yeah, travel. Is it possible? Spoiler alert. It isn't. <laughs> Shut forward. up. Move on. I'll have a better one next week. For this week, I'm just happy to be back. Yes, and my final unload is also, it's great to be back. And go to www.rtusports.com to get this. Why? Why would you do that? Good God. Good golly. All right, that's all the time we have. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm called for